Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mad Mike here. We got Eamon Payton, the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling. And we are here to talk about Ring of Honor on this week's Midweek War. Now, Eamon, I'm going to let you go first. What is your one word for Ring of Honor this week? My one word for Ring of Honor is... Um, oh, it's not a word, damn. Uh, <laughs> changes. I was going to say card subject to change, but that doesn't work. Okay, all right. Um, my one word is going to be improvement. Okay. Yes. Uh, I I really enjoyed this week's Ring of Honor show. I feel like they listened to us. <laughs> I I know that's not true, but I feel like they the 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 concerns I've had have been somewhat addressed. Um, well, but, well, some of them, some of them, of course, yeah, not not all. Of them. Some some of them I don't think are ever gonna go away. Unfortunately, <laughs> too many people like them yeah. for some reason. Fuck you, Bobby. Um, <laughs> Eamon, what, what what's your good for this week? My good for this week was uh, his his match, but specifically Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed his work this week. I, I've 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 seen him. I've been following his career pretty closely for the last year, and I've always been really impressed by him. I like the story that they're going with with him and Rita Scott. Um, I think it's really well done. Um, I, I'm intrigued by it. It's not it's sometimes Ring of Honor tends to do a lot of these kind of stories and sometimes they fall flat but this one seems to be working pretty well um like i said i love how cedric's doing uh, how, how he's changing his um you know he's certain aspects of his character and stuff like that um really really enjoy it I, and his match with romantic touch was pretty good this week yeah now um i i, I agree i love the alexander stuff i love caprice coleman being on commentary uh he brought mm-hmm. he brought a nice sense of backstory to it which is good because as a new viewer i don't know that kind of stuff um but amy i do have to ask you a question first before i go on to my good who or what is romantic touch well romantic touch is um uh a character who i think it's been like a couple years it's been around uh is supposedly rhett titus i think it's kind of like established that it's rhett titus but we're not supposed to we don't really talk about it. Obviously, Veda Scott wanting to unmask him afterwards and reveal that he is Rhett Titus. Uh, yeah, in fact, yeah, I believe he actually first emerged to sort of seduce Veda Scott uh, back when she was uh, involved with Artie Evans. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's a... Um, yeah, basically, it's Rhett Titus and a mask. Okay. okay, all right. Because I, I saw... Like, I was watching Ring of Honor. Everything was going great. And I'm like... What the fuck is this? Right. <laughs> because, is this your first time seeing him? Yeah, this is my first. Like, like I knew who Dalton Castle was just based on conversations we found in the Mayhem show. Right. 
but I've never seen nor heard of Romantic Touch before. I'm like, oh, this is different. Okay. I expected this to this guy to be on any other show during Wednesday. But for right. him to show up in ROH, it was very confusing for me. But I, I enjoyed the whole the whole segment. Um my good this week is the Bullet Club. <laughs> because I, I swear they got me. They got me. The uh the, the young bucks got me with the fake injury and having AJ come in to take out Ray Rowe and War Machine. They really got me. It was very well done. And you know, I don't know who's supposed to be the heel or the face in that match because War Machine kept acting like heels. Young Bucks were faces, but young bucks well, were doing I, the heel shit. I yeah. think I think they did a I think commentary did do a good job of establishing that like Hey, War Machine wants to win. You know, yeah, Nick uh, Nick Jackson got injured, but it was from an offensive maneuver. It's you know that happens in wrestling. They want to win this match. You know, I, I think they did a good job of explaining it to where it didn't feel like oh, Ro and Hanson are like taking advantage of of the Young Bucks or whatever. But they still kind of were taking advantage of the Young Bucks. Oh yeah. Also, I, mean, also, I, I was I, just a little, a little wonky. I mean, I understand Ray Rowe and Hanson, they're, they're going to kill people. Like, that that's yeah. the nature of the beast. But still, like, not even really a modicum of concern, you know? Yeah, I, they gave him some time, I think. I mean, they gave him a commercial break or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I agree, and I thought it was a great thing to, like, get the Bucks over as heels, obviously, and in Ring of Honor, you don't really have heels. I was going to say, it doesn't base. really work to get them over his heels when everyone's chanting Young Bucks. Yeah, but Ring of Honor fans cheer for near everyone. <laughs> That's true. Um, but the only thing, I never understand the, the... And this is a trope that happens sometimes in wrestling, and I never get it. The, like, when one a, a, a member of a tag team gets injured and someone else comes in to beat the tag team partner, I never understand that. Um, I don't think it... And the ref's like, yeah, go ahead, do it. I like, think it's I like the facto Freebird rule thing. I guess. Either that, I, I, or, or you can look to WrestleMania 9, you know, when when uh, Yokozuna threw salt in Bret Hart's face, and then uh, Bruce DeBauer Beefcake came out. Yeah. Yeah. And and Bret said, go, Brutus. Go get, go get him. Hit him with that famous, you know, big boot and leg drop of yours. <laughs> <laughs> and become the WWE champion. Uh, uh, I would never see Brutus Beefcake again. <laughs> All right, uh, Eamon, what what would be your bad this week for Ring of Honor? Um, there, as far as the match quality wise, there was not a lot of like bad on the show. There is some stuff I would change, but there wasn't any real bad. My bad for this week is the um, the opening for Ring of Honor, which was Roderick Strong's promo. Oh, that was gonna be mine. Oh, Rod, Roddy just, is not strong on the mic. Uh, I people say I think this year because of his work in like PWG and stuff like that that like Roddy's gonna be the breakout star and he's finally gonna get signed and stuff like that. That was it was the most wooden promo. It was uh, I, uh, it was really bad. Yeah, it was really. And really hey, they bad. went an hour and and I think Jay Lethal's promo did a good job of you know selling the the match more than anything. But yeah, yeah Roddy. God, keep that dude away from Mike. Roddy, Roddy needs a manager in the worst way. Um, yeah. 
I, I believe when I was watching Revar, I sent out a tweet, something like, if Roderick Strong and Jay Lethal was a battle of promos, it would be Cheeseburger versus Moose. And uh, yeah. and Moose actually favorited the tweet, which is... <laughs> yeah, like I didn't even tag him in it or anything. I guess he just Googles the word Moose and hashtag watch ROH. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's about right. Um, my, my bad this week. The announcers and... For the most part, the announcers were okay. And I'm going to say this again when I really don't have anything glaring about Ring of Honor. Stop screaming, Superkick. Stop it. Just fucking stop it. Like, I I, get it. It's a Superkick. For the most part, I like Steve Carino, but he has his... On commentary, he has his set of jokes, and he hits those jokes every single time. Every single time. Like... I don't the know why top. ROH is in a feud of 1995 WCW, but they are with that over-the-top rope joke every week. Um, Steve Carino is one of those cases where he's an, ama- he's an amazing heel wrestler, mm-hmm. but that doesn't always translate over as a heel commentator. Oh, yeah. It, it almost never does, to be fair. But you know what? If, if the super kicks only happened you know, at the finish of a match... Like, but then again, this is a Young Bucks match. Well, no, but they only <laughs> scream it during Young Bucks matches. Yeah. Like, it, if it was just the finish and it happened once, one time screaming super kick for a finish, totally fine. Like, people scream RKO, that's fine. You know, if you scream out the name of a finisher, I'm totally good with that. But that's not even the Young Bucks finisher. Like it's like an indie taker or whatever the fuck they call it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's their call. It's what they they're made famous for. I, I get it. Like it's it's annoying as hell. Uh, um, you robot it out a little bit there, Eamon. Oh, sorry. Am I back? Yeah. Uh, all I said was, uh, "Ring of Honor fans love it," but Ring of Honor fans love a lot of things. So yeah, Ring of Honor fans. Anyway, uh, what, what, what would be your one change this week, Eamon? Uh, my change for this week comes from the uh, the main event, which was um, originally Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, which then got changed into a tag match with them against the Addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to have split that up between two episodes. Okay. I would have, I would have, you know what I mean? Like I would have loved for them to have have Cole and, Ry- and O'Reilly have a competitive match. And then have the addiction, or have Christopher Daniels attack, you know, get them disqualified, whatever. Um, and then have that match happen next week or on, on a future episode. Because uh, the only the only reason I think it works the way it did is because if it happens instantaneously, you don't get the kingdom like being able to talk to Adam Cole for a week, like, why are you doing this match? Like, that you just get the reaction of them celebrating afterwards. And I think that's a better visual. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I My thing was, my reasoning for that is that the whole thing felt kind of rushed. Okay. Okay. Like, that's like, and I feel like Cole, Adam Cole beating the tag team champions in, I think, the like the, when from when the tag match started, I think it was like six, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, before the show ended, like I, I don't know about that. 
Uh, I just I would have loved to split up because I would have loved to give more time to Cole and O'Reilly and more time to the tag the tag match. Now, um, Cole and O'Reilly, what was their tag team name again? Uh, Future Shock. Future Shock. Okay. Uh, they I, I, got team... confu- I got confused with the time splitters for a second, but um, <laughs> the one thing I think I would have changed was I think I'd have changed the reaction of Bobby Fish because yeah, I. Well, no, I, I mean, I like I know he came out to help and all that stuff, but you can actually kind of give a little bit of depth to Red Dragon, which I don't feel they have because I don't know who they are as individuals. But uh-huh. you could have had Bobby Fish come out and maybe play like a little bit of a jealous partner. You know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, what's the deal? Hanging out with your ex? I don't yeah. like it. Like, I like think you know what I mean? Like, like, after they fought off the addiction and everything, you could have had him like maybe kick Adam Cole or something like that. Or just some kind of friction because let's be honest, Cole and O'Reilly, the the uh future shock just beat the champions. Red yeah. Dragon hasn't been able to do that. So unless I mean if they're going that way toward the future, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think a little tease of it would have been good. I think I think the reasoning for that reaction that he gave was or, or the lack of reaction was um in the sense of, and I know this isn't really covered, and I, and it t- you know, but I don't think the Red Dragon and the Kingdom really have any issue with one another, is the thing. Like, like they haven't been feuding or anything, or they really don't, you know, they're not really at each other's throats. It's just a case of Adam Cole, Adam Cole being a part of the Kingdom, but also, you know, having this relationship with Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. Um, I, you know, they haven't, for my knowledge, they haven't, like, feuded really at all um, before then. Okay, I mean, I I just think it's a little, like, I want to see more depth out of these guys because they're good wrestlers. I just don't care about Red Dragon right now. Like, I get Adam Cole. He's the conflicted guy in the kingdom. That's good. That's good. He doesn't really need much promo time for me to gather that story. But I need something more from Red Dragon because the kingdom's good. The addiction, they're obviously fantastic. And, um, and, uh... I need something more out of Red Dragon for it. Like, I just okay. didn't need it. Because everyone tells me how good they are, and mm, I have no idea. I think that's, a, that's another big problem with Ring of Honor. It's just the case of, like, you're, it's like Red Dragon's great, but it's like they only great because of their... I mean, they're great for other reasons. They, have, they kind of are... They kind of were the addiction before when the addiction was in TNA. Yeah, uh, I I don't know about that. Daniels and Kazarian, they could sell me on anything. Well, no, what I mean is that when Daniels and Kazarian were doing that stick in TNA, they were kind of doing it in Ring of Honor. Oh, like they okay. were kind of being like okay. they were kind of being the comedy guys that were having fun and stuff like that. Okay, uh, well, I need to like see more because I've I haven't seen any of that. Yeah. I haven't seen thing one of that since they've been on Destination America. If that if that's what they are and the addiction just took their shtick, okay, say la vie, but still, you gotta have a backup plan, because otherwise, they're just like the wolves now, who I don't care about at all. Yeah. But hey, but that's the thing, yeah. that's, that's kind of what everyone in Ring of Honor, for the most part, is, is they're like, they're really great wrestling, or they're really great at wrestling. Okay. Yeah. And I like Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, but, you know. I, I'm glad I'm actually able to tell them apart now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I knew they were different people. I just didn't know which name fit which person. Uh, right. But uh, so, Which Amy, one looks more like a fish? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna call him Bobby Sturgeon from now on. That's pretty great. It's a, it's a little bit easier for me. Um, Eamon, where would you rank Ring of Honor this week? I think we might be simpatico this week. I have a feeling. Uh, I, I ranked Ring of Honor number two uh, because I felt uh, there are some good matches on this week's Ring of Honor. Um, while I felt like the main event, the two main events were short, I felt that they were still pretty good. Um, Cedric Alexander, like I said, did great, and, and uh, War Machine against the Young Bucks slash AJ Styles was really uh, competitive and nice. And, and I mean, you could put those guys in the ring together anytime, and it would be great. So, uh, yeah, I also got Ring of Honor at number two. This was my favorite episode of Ring of Honor that I've watched since I came to Destination America. Uh, if it's gonna be more like this from that one, because clearly this was still from the old tapings, but they made it seem fresh by putting in some pre-match promos, some match promos like leading up to other stuff, and they talked about the pay-per-view a lot quicker than last time. So mm-hmm. if this is more the norm for Ring of Honor, then that's a great thing. That's a great thing because especially with Lucha going away, we're going to need some help because who knows what's going to happen that, at the end that, of September. That number one spot isn't going to be so secure anymore. So. No, no, it won't. And... Who know who knows who's gonna take it next week, Eamon? I have no idea. Um so so where can the good people find you on the internet, sir? They can find on the internet they can find me uh, on a little website you may have heard of it called Twitter, uh at Eamon to please. Uh and you can also follow at Inspire Pro Res for all the stuff I do for Inspire Pro Wrestling. Alrighty, and you can find me on that very same Twitter site at MadMike4883. Uh you can also find both of us on the Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook page. We don't plug that enough. There's a lot of great conversations going on there. Sometimes we just post stupid shit, but it's fun to read, fun to watch, and sometimes there are weird videos about little kids getting contracts. Um, but ba- if you want more Wrestling Mayhem Show, and Lord knows you do, go to sorgatronmedia.com, go to wrestlingmayhemshow.com, we have so much content for you, and it's all for free. We have Wrestling Mayhem Show. We have Amen Indie Mayhem Show going on right after. Tons of interviews with lots of people on ROH, lots of people from Inspire, IWC, all across the board. We got interviews from everyone. And Couple of um, names we just mentioned on the show. Exactly. Uh, and just if you want to tune in live on Tuesday nights, live.sorgatronmedia.com. We have programming from 5.30 to roundabouts midnight. So, yeah, anything you want for your listening needs. Um, so, Eamon, uh, we, we're two down. we got two more shows to go. Two pay-per-views. Ish. Uh, pay, uh, Ish. Ish. Ish, because we didn't pay for either of them. <laughs> but, we uh, got two more reviews this week. Yes, we do. Um, so, tune in next week when we're and tune in for the rest of the evening where we talk more about wrestling on The Midweek War! Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.